Welcome to Snatch Season 3. This season, Umar and I will be diving into the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Umar, can you believe it's Season 3 already? I mean, three is the magic number, and I'm feeling magical. I love it. Let's fire away. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's on this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3, the Queen's marketing skills were put to the test as they produced adverts for a new in-home smart assistant called Draglexa. Uma, before we get into the episode, I want to reflect on Scarlett and Charity's lip sync last week and it being a double chante. At the time, we didn't really say much about it, did we? Because we were a bit, uh, But now that we've had time to reflect, what do you think? What do you think? I think... Not deserved. In the moment, <laughs> I think it felt good to have two queens that are big characters stay. But in hindsight, even with the queens in the workroom reflecting on it themselves, where they're like, Scarlett, what were you doing? Waving the white flag tissue and all that. I just felt mm. like Charity took it from me. What about you? I agree. But also, it was a Spice Girl song. It was Who Do You Think You Are? So when it shake it, move it, make it. Who do you think you are? It should have been a bit better than that. I'm sorry. It's a dirty, filthy, sexy kind of classic 90s pop song. And it should have been a lot better than that. I agree. And also the music video for that is literally them going balls to the wall, humping pillows, throwing it down. Do you know what I mean? They're giving it uncensored energy. And I just felt, we said this all along with the UK lip syncs, they're just something holding them all back. And I don't know if it's a technical thing, whether the stage is smaller, but they just don't seem to fully unleash the beast. Yeah, I agree. But then also both of Vanity Milan's lip syncs were killer. Like those were the kind of lip syncs I've been waiting for this whole time. Really. T. T. Okay, so for this week, the mini challenge was competing in RuPaul's dog race. Did you scream <laughs> as much as I did when Charity ran over to Kitty after Scarlett grabbed Charity? <laughs> oh my God, I got secondhand embarrassment. And then <laughs> it was just, oh, I don't know. Because I don't think Charity was doing anything malicious. But, oh, it's just very um, playground, not being picked. Oh, it just, oh, it felt it to me. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. Right, in the gay times office, you'd run to me, wouldn't you? You would run to me. I would run to you. But I think in that moment, I don't think Charity was necessarily thinking bestie, best friends vibe. I think no. Charity knew she hasn't got a badge and neither does Kitty. She did pair up with Kitty, didn't she? So yeah. I think it was more of a, a strategy of like, okay, we both don't have badges. This could be a moment for both of us. So I don't blame Charity for doing that. But I would no. run to you. If you were succeeding in the Gay Times <gasps> drag race, I would run to you. If you were flopping, I'd run a mile. Oh, wow. No, <laughs> no loyalties <laughs> there then, eh? It's all it's about all success. A, it's all a strategy. It's all a game, babe. Oh, no, I just thought that moment was even funnier because like right at the start of the episode, Scarlett was like, yeah, me and Charity have been friends for so long. Blah, blah, blah. And then that moment happened and Charity just leaped. She, she fucking got out of there. She was like, nah, I'm going, bitch. I'm <laughs> gone. I thought it was funny really fun it was literally the way she just like slowly like moved her arm <laughs> out of scarlet's grip and was like no yeah but yeah, yeah. i don't blame cherry but yeah uncomfortable yeah what do you think of the dog race i don't know i don't know i'm not being a negative nancy but i just felt 
in the workroom, you're there to act a fool, right? Yeah. Just let yourself go, act crazy. But I just felt like, and we're going to see this throughout the episode, it was like as funny as the queens were trying to be. It's like RuPaul wasn't enjoying it. RuPaul was not having any of it. And it kind of made me feel like, oh, why are they acting like fools for someone who doesn't really care? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not me choosing violence first thing in the morning. Yeah, maybe RuPaul just didn't find it funny. Maybe he expects dogs in the UK to be a bit more... A bit more camp. But on the whole, I think... Oh, Teresa was a standout for me. Isn't she always, though? I'm sorry, Teresa's always she a standout. She always is. Always. Yeah, she always is. Oh. Oh, so, obviously, the challenge winners got to pick their team. So, we had Team 1, Ella, Teresa, Scarlet Kitty, Team 2, Charity, Crystal, Vanity, and River. There was a bit of tension in the workroom, weren't there, when they were trying to figure out what to do for their drag lexes. I didn't expect there to be Crystal versus Charity, but I want to ask you, whose side would you have been on in that moment? Oh, sorry. I just burped. <laughs> cut that out. Don't uh, cut it out. Don't cut it out. Oh, my God. That was very Wendy Williams of me. Um, <laughs> in that situation, again, I don't know what's been left out in the edit. Also, yeah, RuPaul's saying blame me on the edit. This is a prime example of, like, actually, we can blame the edit. Because it looks like Crystal was like, that's not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. But then looking at it, I was like, well, Crystal, what are you adding to the pot? Like, mm. what is your suggestion then? Like, if you don't think something's funny, then what do you think is funny? Yeah. But we don't know what was said. But in that situation, I felt, I don't know about you, but I felt Charity, bless her, really wanted to, you know, have that badge and have that mm. moment of coming into her own. And maybe it was a little bit controlling, um, but I think Crystal didn't really help herself in that situation. Mm. What about you? I definitely identified with Charity, just because um, imagine you've got three people around you and they're not really contributing much, and you're about to go into the challenge. You'd be f- fucking bricking it. You know what I'm like? I- I'm always saying to you, like, Uma, come on, let's get ready come on, to the podcast. Come on, run, run, run. Come on, we need to be there on time. We need to be there. Come on, come on. You know, I'm, I would have been Charity in that moment. Absolutely. I would have been a bit of a control freak. I think so too. And also, we're going to see this later on when they do actually start doing it. It's like, well, Crystal, you're the leader, but you're not leading anything. So mm-hmm. if you're leaving that position vacant, and even in Crystal's confessions where she was like, oh, I'm not going to get involved. It's not worth it. I'm not doing this. I'm like, well, you're opening the door for someone to step in and control it. Yeah. So... And she, yeah, I mean? she threw in the towel. And as we see it on Drag Race, right, you can't be complacent. If you want the win, if you want to win the crown, you've got to insert yourself into every situation and make sure that you're getting the best role and it's going to benefit you the most. Yeah. And I believe in flexibility of personality. Do you know what I mean, babe? Like, yeah, I feel like sometimes you've got to take to the back seat. Sometimes you've got to be the dominant. Or you, do you know what I mean? Not everyone can be the main character. But I just think Crystal just kind of really took the back seat. Yeah. She gave me really like, do you know what, I can't be asked energy. Like, fuck this, can't be asked, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah, I really was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Team Scarlet in rehearsal were absolutely manic. I mean, Kitty having a little shit. I love that bit, I won't lie. We love a bit of literal toilet humour. But Scarlet was just so awkward. Yeah, you're very Liam Pinnock which we're going to get on to, but toilet humour is funny. I love toilet humour. You are the toilet humour. <laughs> uh, 
I agree. But the thing is, this uh, uh, this really oh my god, my frustration is brewing <laughs> because we're gonna get into it Are with we? the critiques. But in that moment, I was like, well. Michelle, what are you directing here? Like, you're not giving anything constructive right now. <laughs> like, did you pick up on that as well? Or am I just being a bit nitpicky? I just thought maybe she was sat there and she was like, what the fucking fuck is going on? What do I do here? What is this mess? But then maybe, yeah, maybe... I don't know, because directors usually look at the scripts beforehand, right? I don't know, you know, Stanley Kubrick, he's got to look at the script beforehand, Danny. So to be fair, Michelle's not in a proper, like, director's role. She's, I mean, she's, it's all very... She's guiding it. She's guiding it, yeah. She's not really a director, is she? I did think it was manic. I did think it was manic. And especially in the work from Run Through that RuPaul was going through their scripts or whatever... They were like, we're very methodical. Everything's scripted out. We know scene by scene what's going on. And I feel like they had the template, but they got there and just lost all sense of like what was going on. Yeah. And Team Crystal in rehearsal, that was obviously a mess as well because Charity was taking control. She was kind of telling people what to do and what not to do. Crystal was rubbed up the wrong way. Yeah. But then maybe Crystal should have said something. Do you know what I mean? I think Charity was very Carol Baldwin with the timer. She was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to count you down. Three, two, one. I'm going to, it was just a bit, it was, do you know what? These girls are probably stressed out their minds. Like yeah. it's not easy to come up with a script, a whole visual concept, assign roles, act it out in 45 minutes, all in the space of an afternoon. Like, Babe, like after lunch, I'm frazzled. I'm tired. Like, yeah. if you asked me to do something that elaborate, I don't think I'd give you anything of substance. Yeah. What did you think of both of them? You know, the final product. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Umar. I really didn't think much of this challenge. I'm not sure if it was a good concept to be too honest with you. I don't think so either. I we're going to get into it, honey, with the <laughs> critiques, but yeah, not a good challenge for me. No. Not a good. Yeah. Yeah. We went from big drag energy to no energy at all. No energy at all. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't have a clue what was going on in both videos. But just to be honest, I'm not sure if I knew what was going on with the actual challenge. Like, what was the aim here? What was the aim? Mm. You know? There was none. 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 All right, Umar, it's time for our ad break. We'll be back after this, discuss the runway theme, RuPaul's critique. And the lip sync smackdown. Oh, and we'll be speaking with the next limited queen. Bye-bye. Okay, Umar, let's get serious for a second. Here in the UK, our trans siblings and marginalized communities are facing severe attacks in the right-wing press. I know, I'm just sick of seeing this. The lies, the hate, the spill, it all just has to stop. Exactly. Media Watch is a new six-part Gay Times original podcast series that dissects, analyzes, and critiques the way LGBTQ plus issues are reported on in the mainstream media. And calls out that bullshit. So if you're scared to dabble in politics, don't worry. This podcast will teach you a thing or two. Speak it, Umar. Speak it. Each episode, host Shah Miyasani is joined by a special guest to look at the ways the press use misinformation to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. If you want to explore the truth behind the headlines, Subscribe and listen to Media Watch now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You better click on that link. <laughs> and we're back! Woo! <laughs> Can we talk about Leanne Pinnock? 
first of all, as a guest judge, Umar. Did you like her? You know I am a mixer through and through. Oh. And all I have to say is she was funny. Yeah. And just looked gorgeous. Yeah. I like it when you can tell a guest judge is actually a fan of the show. And Leanne Pinnock is a fan of Drag Race. You can tell that. And she looked gorgeous. Loved her. You can tell. And also, like, especially with music videos like Confetti and stuff, Little Mix, Perry, Jade and Leanne have just been such strong voices for drag and mm-hmm. queer and trans communities. So, yeah, she really was a glowing beacon of joy. Yeah. Loved her, loved her. One on my screen. Love her, love her. Let's go into the runway theme, shall we? So this week it was Expenny Henny Expensive Looking Drag. Who stood out to yeah. you? Well, to be honest, I wasn't really thrilled. I wasn't really thrilled with this theme. It really felt, again, we said this a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, it feels like the theme is very loose. It's not really specific. It's like, just grab whatever drag you have in your cupboard. For me, the only look that really actually wowed me was River. The only like, look? River coming out in that red gold dress that speaks to her culture. I just think that was such a lovely moment. Yeah, she looked absolutely transcendent, I will say. Transcendent. I was gobsmacked when she came out. And this is no shade to her. I mean, she's she's had critiques for her runways over these past two weeks, hasn't she? That she could kind of step up a little bit. But this was like she outshined everyone. That's stepping it up. She got the assignment and she fulfilled she got it. the assignment. Yeah. And also with runways, like the show can tell you to pack all the runway themes, but you don't know what way it's gonna shuffle. Do you know what I mean? You don't know whether Expenny Henny might be runway number one or runway number ten. Yeah. So maybe you know, she saved her coin and her vision for certain runways. And this was definitely a wow moment. Yeah. But on the whole, I wasn't really impressed with Crystal Versace. Uh, yeah. It looked like what she wore in the girl group challenge last week. You better speak on it. Like, I'm going to hold her to higher standards. Because I'm like, if you want to be the fashion queen, if you want to, you know, give looks after looks, I'm like, it was just a sparkly onesie and it, like you said exactly it was literally the drag girl band outfit but just a bit different and also no shade to crystal versace but if there's another episode of her being like i'm stacks on legs i'm the body i'm good i'm just getting tired of it because i never really clocked it but when they're coming down the runway and the narrations they give where they're like i'm giving opulence i'm giving this <laughs> I feel like this week the looks weren't any of the sort <laughs> and the narration just felt more ludicrous. It's like, yeah. honey, you could throw out the thesaurus out your mouth and you ain't going <laughs> to sell this garment to me. <laughs> so on the whole, I, I River was a standout. Um, Vanity looked cute. Come on, Charity Ella looked incredible. Do you not think? She looked really incredible, but again, it's like, Okay, this is the thing. The judges in the main challenge when RuPaul was like, there's no originality or whatever when he went mad, which I'm going to let you talk about. But then I'm saying the same thing on the runway where I'm like, oh, like dripping in pearls and diamonds. Like, really? But I don't know. It's I just wasn't impressed with the runway. But I'm no. not going to go too harsh on them because if you don't give direction, you're not going to get good results. 
Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I thought Charity's looks was one of the best looks I've ever seen on Drag Race. Oh, UK. yeah. Why are you saying no, yeah? Because I totally forgot. I That's totally what we were forgot. just talking about. Are you all there, babe? No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Actually, Charity, flipping out. That was expensive. Oh, gorgeous. I honestly gobsmacked. And I don't agree with their critiques that she should switch it up. Because they're not asking the pretty girls to switch it up or, you know, it, it, oh, it just that frustrates me. That's the thing is, but also I'm not saying Charity gets like a pass or whatever, but I'm like, Charity actually has a following and a dedicated fan base that love them for who they are. So it's mm-hmm. like, why won't you just let Charity interject their personality in the challenges and make it work for them? Because... Fans of charity want to see charity. They don't want to see charity cosplay as Crystal. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. No, I agree. And it, also them saying that she needs to look beautiful to be, you know, kind of looking expensive. Does that mean that ugly people can't be expensive too? Not to say she was ugly because that's her version of gorgeous. And I still think she looked gorgeous. But can monsters not have a little bit of coin in their wallet? Is that what you're saying? <gasps> oh, my God. That is so true, Sam. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Lots of monsters in this world have money. Not you sympathising with the Scooby-Doo monsters of the world. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, but actually, yeah, you're right. Because the craftsmanship and the intricate detail and the beading and the stoning and all of that for that look, that's what you call expensive. Like, that's couture. Um, yeah. And I do agree with you. I just think... The thing is, like, Michelle and RuPaul, who are you trying to help in this situation? Like, and she did do glamour with the orange fringe look just because they're not wearing tights or they're not covering their body hair or whatever. That doesn't mean it's not glamorous or beautiful. And I just feel like this, oh, my God. I feel like this season, if you're bringing people like Victoria Scone to break the mold and break the binary, why are you still hampering on about female illusion being the height of drag? And, like... You mentioned it before with the meaty tuck comment and stuff like that. I'm like, why are we still chasing female illusion? Yeah. And I feel like we are negative Nancy's this episode and I don't know why. Uh, maybe the episode just rubbed us up the wrong way. But um, do you know what really <laughs> is rubbing me up the wrong way, Uma? You know, you said you hate Crystal saying uh, expensive sex on legs. Do you know what I've had enough of? <laughs> when someone comes out onto the runway and one of the judges goes... I own 26% of this company. And then all of the other judges are like, <laughs> like we haven't heard it every other episode. No, literally. Also, also <laughs> the Miranda Priestley reference needs to like go now. Like we moved on. Yeah. Oh God, we are negative. Right. I don't, we, I don't mean to be negative. No, let's get more negative. These negative. judges okay. need to get a taste of their medicine. Yeah. Okay. Then let's talk about, the judges being negative Nancy's and RuPaul fuming with both teams saying they had no originality, like you said, and then saying, look, do you know what? I'm not going to give anyone a win this week. I just, I don't want to do it. What did you think of that? I just think it was stupid. Like, I just think it comes down to <laughs> script, production, and the queens are only good as what they can give in the moment, right? Yeah. You being like, this is, this is where Drag Race gets real. It's like, girl, mm-hmm. like, how are you benefiting anyone? How are you fostering people's mental health and creativity if you're just giving a flat out, you're all shit? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
I think RuPaul's no originality comment. I'm like, well, in the past, especially even All Star Six had just gone by. You love it when queens are crazy and kooky and like falling on the floor and getting tits yeah. out on these challenges. Yeah. And now it's not good enough. Like, it's not my fault that you've rinsed the franchise and done like 10 seasons in the air that like now nothing is original. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's true. Like if you want originality, then foster it. Like support it. Like give new challenges. How many times are you meant to spray paint a soup can or um, a perfume bottle or an Alexa? Like it's the same format. Like if you want newness, bring a new challenge. Oh my God, RuPaul's going to beat me up a bit. RuPaul's like, beat me the car park. (laughs) (laughs) And then RuPaul threw another spanner into works by asking the queens who should go home, which was drama filled. Obviously, Scarlett got the most and Charity got a few as well. Scarlett really kind of changed a little bit, didn't she? Yeah, she got a bit prickly, didn't she? (laughs) Prickly. Yeah, like her piping up about that Joan Crawford joke that she wanted to tell. It was, oh, uh, <laughs> it was very pick me go. It was very pick me go energy. Yeah, it kind of felt like you know in school if someone's like you're in a group and then you got a bad grade and they're like someone would go up to the teacher and be like, "Well, I was in the group and I actually thought this should have happened." Blah 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 blah. Like it's like yeah. Also, obviously people are sensitive and we don't know what she's going through and. We've got to give her the benefit of the doubt. But also, you said a name too, and your reasoning wasn't the most yeah. mellow. Like, you laid into charity as well on that main stage. You were part of the question. And it is Drag Race. It's a show. Like, you're going to have to answer this question. So I think yeah. it was less of, like... I think which is a big projection of, like, I fucked it up two weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, coming to Drag Race, you're going to get that question. But the thing is, we don't know what these queens are under backstage, the circumstances. Um, we are not a drag queen and we are not on RuPaul's Drag Race, right? So yeah. we, we can't say you can't get stressed at this. You can't get stressed can't, at that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But you've got to come to expect that question by now. And you can't get your feelings hurt, really. You can't. And I just think it's just it's just a stressful pressure cooker. Also, the storyline with her mum... You know, there was a lot mm. weighing on her heart and her mind. Do you know what I mean? And uh, things can come out in the wrong way and edit. I do believe there's editing and production and producing. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, they're a sisterhood. They're going to survive this. It's water off a duck's back. So as viewers, let's not just like label and put like mm-hmm. a definitive label or image on these queen's head. Like they're people. We have emotions, yeah. we move. Yeah. And if that was her honest response in that situation, that, that's her honest response. You know, we have honest responses in situations that we can't avoid. Who are we to tell her not to be herself? You know? Uh, yeah. And Untucked is made for burst of emotion. Yeah. I mean, when she walked off. <laughs> Do you know what? Fair enough, actually. If you want to remove yourself from the situation and you've got nothing else to say, maybe just, yeah, maybe just walk off. I don't know. Yeah, babe. It's called boundaries. I feel like I'm saying completely opposing things now, but I, it's because I'm the wheels are turning in my head as I'm kind of saying this and talking through it because but like, would I have walked off? I don't know. Like imagine like all these other queens just kind of like getting at you. Like gah, 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 gah. you might want to be like, do you know what? Look, I'm out, gone. Yeah. And also what we saw last week as well 
when Scarlett is feeling emotional, she does like her body language as well. Like she does crawl up, like she does like get into herself, like she does shrink like physically. So I just feel like she felt in that situation, I need a minute to breathe. I need to get out. I don't want to talk right now. And this is mm. a stressful environment. So I don't hold anything against her. But that being said, what did you think of the lip sync? Well, I don't think it should have been Scarlet versus Charity. I think it should have been Scarlet versus Crystal, to be quite honest with you. Uh, because as much as Charity was bossing about any episode or, you know, kind of being a control freak or whatever, she did hold her team together. She did. Like, they may not have even got into the challenge with any material, if not for her. And her runway was exquisite. So I don't think she deserved to be there. I think Scarlet did, but I don't think Charity did. Didn't. Yeah. I agree. I think the thing is, I'm going to be really honest right now. I think RuPaul just didn't get Charity at all. Yeah. And then with the question that was asked, because Charity got an equal number as Scarlett did. And let's be honest, when has RuPaul ever listened to the Queen's opinion? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's going to do what he wants to do. And I feel like it was just an easy way to just put Charity in there. The drama of, like, them being friends at the beginning of the show and then them being opposite mm. sides, whatever. It was a good narrative, but I just feel like... I'm just fuming that Charity was, like, caught up yeah. in all of that. Do you know what I mean? Because she didn't deserve to, to be there. But the lip yeah. sync for me, which I think the lip sync was okay for me. Well, saying that, I do think Scarlett won the lip sync, actually. I mean, she her look was exactly what you'd expect for someone lip syncing to Hey Big Spender by Shirley Bassey. Do you know what I mean? And... I did love Charity's performance. I love them both. I actually thought they did. They both did really well. But I think Scarlett edged it for me personally. I agree. But also Scarlett just throws away the props in the first beat. I hate when... Like if I had a prop, yeah. like the cane, for example, I'll be holding it and whipping it and doing crazy things with it. Yeah. And also, didn't you think she looked a bit like Madonna in the Me Against the Music video? No. Oh. I feel like a okay. cheaper version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you. I thought you'd agree <laughs> with me, but fine. Okay, so charity sashayed away, which is unfortunate. Um, I really want to see what else she was going to do on a series. I want to see her runways. I want to see a snatch game. Um, just really unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. you had the pleasure of talking with them, so... Yeah, are you ready to hear from Charity, Uma? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I love Charity, and yeah, of course, I want to listen. Okay, well, listen ahead, because we spoke about her time on the series, the judges' critiques about her aesthetic, and of course, who she planned to impersonate for Snatch Game. Here you go. Watching the episode back, do you think you deserve to be in a position you were in? No, I don't think I deserve to be in the bottom at all. If I'm honest with you, I don't know who I would have put in the bottom, but watching them back, the adverse, and maybe I'm a bit biased, but I don't think our advert was as bad as the other groups. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that to any of them. <laughs> no, I think that they both, they could, both could have been better, don't get me wrong. But I was hoping that, you know, the fact that I stepped to the mark when I actually ended that day feeling really low and, like, beaten up. Like, I was beating myself up over it. So, over just doing crap in the previous weeks and, you know, not excelling in the things that I wanted to excel in. So, you know, I was really proud of myself that I turned myself around and, like, took charge when it was necessary. And I think, like, it's just interesting that... 
in person, like in the group, when, when you're in a room with everyone, they're like, oh, thank you so much for getting us through this. So then the compassion was like, hmm, charity case is taking over. <laughs> but it's all good fun, you know, like it's entertaining at the end of the day. Um, so it was fun to watch more than anything. I mean, I would have been the exact same. I can't handle it when I'm surrounded by people who don't stick to a time when it's important. So I can be very much like that as well. Like, come on, get your fucking ass together. We had like <laughs> such a limited time to get this recording done. And I was like, we have to do this scene, we have to do this scene. And they're like, oh, should we follow something else? I'm like, no, well, let's just get it done. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm getting ready for these interviews and people are in my way, I'm like, get out of my way, get out of my way. I've got to be there on time, on time, get out of my way. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. How do you react as well when we was like, do you know what, look, no one's going to win. What did you think in your head? What language am I allowed to use here? <laughs> use whatever you want to use. I thought, the word that I thought was bollocks. Like, oh God, I'm in trouble now. But yeah, that's, it was a shock. More than anything, it was a massive shock. And like, it was, you know, I was really looking forward to this episode coming out in a lot of ways because there's so much drama and there's so much tension and because it's like high stakes and I knew it was coming, <laughs> obviously. So it's the one thing that's been like, I've been waiting for the most. Um, and I do think it lived up to the expectations. But yeah, it was odd. Nobody winning. That definitely set the tone <laughs> for being like, us all, all at each other's throats, every man for himself, you know. I want to talk about your drag now. So obviously you knew that people were going <laughs> to uh, be, they were going to think you're a, a bit of Marmite, right? I mean, personally, yeah. I love it. I think it's incredible. We've spoken about American Horror Story in the past and how this is just what I love. Yeah. But did you expect and um, coming into the show that the judges would say to you, Charity, switch it up. Let's see this, that, the other. Did you kind of expect that? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was coming. I mean, the first thing I would say in retaliation to any of these questions, maybe not on stage because I'm not gonna bite back there. <laughs> it just looks bad. But is the I never heard them ask Crystal to do a scary look, or I've never heard them ask Scarlett to do a whimsical look, or I've never heard them ask Ella Bidet to do a high fashion look. <gasps> no, I'm very joking. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> They're okay with keeping people in a box when their box fits the stereotypical cookie cutter type of drag but I feel like when it's the alternative queen they want to see versatility but you know I went into the show like knowing that would happen and that's why I brought like glamorous looks as well you know that's why I brought my koi fish look for a red carpet which I think was traditionally glamorous and that's why in the sewing challenge I came down the world runway looking like traditionally glamorous as well and like more stereotypically beautiful and feminine to try and tick those boxes, but it clearly wasn't enough. And that's and that's okay. Like my drag isn't for everybody. Uh, my drag is for me. That's why I do it at the end of the day. And I've been dying to find this out ever since I interviewed you earlier this year. And I really hope you tell me. I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> Who would you have impersonated for Snatch Game? Okay, so I had two options for Snatch Game. I had number one, which was the devil. Um, and I was going to be almost like a him, you know, him from Powerpuff Girls, like super camp and like very carry on. Very, who I say, you know, 
Yeah. Um, and then I also have Mystic Meg as my second option. <laughs> yeah, same as Joe Black, actually. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a few of us that have, like, seem to have gone for Mystic Meg, so I reckon she'll pop up in the future. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm dying over you saying him from Powerpuff Girls because he is a freak and I love him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have done I just wanted something that was a bit more, like, out of the box where I didn't have to, like, reference a real person. I didn't get there, unfortunately. <laughs> I had oh. some great lines for Meg as well. I would have died to have seen you as him and Meg. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I hopefully. See, I see the sun rising on Venus. <laughs> and I expected a visitor in Uranus. <laughs> it would have been fun. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. And genuinely, I, was, I felt ready to leave the show at this point. I wasn't having a great time at this point because I felt so low in myself and I was in my own head. I was... It was like a weight off my shoulders, honestly. On next week's episode of Drag Race UK, the queens will play. Drum roll, please. Put a sound effect in here. Please. The Snatch Game. Uma, sing me out as your number one Snatch Game pick, please. Princess Jasmine. A whole new world. (laughs) And you're going to have to pay to hear the rest. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening. <laughs>